you expecting a phone call? No, but on fuck, your landline telephone. Dude, who knows these days? You know what I'm saying? That's true. Shit gets weird, and it's 2018, and things are crazy. Welcome to Adult Harder, the show where we teach you how to adult, but like better. So much better. So much better. Mm. I'm Clayton Smith. I'm Ryan Smith. We are cousins, and we like to do this show together because of the cousin factor. We mm. think it really brings an interesting element to things. Wouldn't no. you say, cousin Ryan? No relation. Definitely no relation. related. Oh, okay. Guess what? Uh, what, dude? I got a big goal for this year. The year's pretty new. It sure is. I have a, I have a goal. A goal already? Not a resolution, because those are bullshit, as we have discussed. Yeah. However, I do have a big goal. What do you intend to do? I intend to not go to the emergency room one single time this year. That's good. Yeah. Did you go to the emergency room a lot last year? Uh, You know you know what? I didn't go to the emergency room last year well, It was either. a good goal last year, too. It was year a too. good goal, and I nailed it. It's a good goal every year, as it's far as I'm concerned. It's been a while since I've been to the emergency room, although I have been several times. Hmm. Uh, you ever been to the emergency room, Ryan? You know, I, I I was thinking back, and I've actually been to the emergency room personally, like for me, I you know. <laughs> personally. Right. <laughs> rather than sending my spirit there in ghost form. Well, what I mean is I was the I one was that, was, that needed to go to the emergency room. Oh, right? you were the patient. I, I've also attended the emergency room visit <laughs> with others in, in years gone you by. You couldn't possibly say that in a more I'm, awkward I'm manner. Just, I completely confused myself. Uh, 2018 no. is starting off just Woo! like 2017 did. No differences here, man. No change. Um, so I actually remembered I, I, I ended up going to the emergency room when I was about 14. Um, I had an allergic reaction to something. And I don't know what it was. Bacon. Could have been. Peanuts. Could have been. Honey. But I've had all those uh, things. Flowers. Mm, Penicillin. You got it. Uh, sugar. Yep. Um, pasta. Probably pasta one of sauce. those. Probably tomatoes. one of those. Oh, I love tomatoes. Herbs. R- rice. Beans. What, what kind of Flavors. Herbs? Love them all. Purple. Yep. Yep. You got it. Yeah. I knew I'd get it actually, there I eventually. No, actually, I have no idea what it was. Uh, still That's to this good. day. No. Um, so you could go back to the emergency room. Yeah. If you uh, oh, yeah. ingest this thing that you don't know that you're allergic to. Um, and, and I don't know that it was like um, necessarily even a food or anything like that, but I, I, I was sort of just really swell up in the face and my eyes were like really screwed up, like they were watering and real bad and my nose was really bad. Um, I had some sort of a situation um, and... I remember as a child, my mom was like, "Oh, you're probably fine. Oh, you're probably fine." What a mom thing to right? say. Yeah, it's gonna be okay. And she was, and then at some point, she was like, "Oh, we should probably go to the emergency room." Um, oh, I'm responsible for you not yeah. dying. We should Oops. go to the hospital. Uh, so I went to the emergency room, and they they felt it was just some sort of a typical sort of like allergy to they didn't really know what um but some sort of allergic reaction and they gave me some medication and well, hey man, this was li- the '90s. There was no science. Yet. That's true. And literally, I took that pill. Shit got real good. How good? Are um, we talking like uncle's cookies in the shed good or? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't mean like good like that. I just mean like I felt so much better. Like whatever was happening to me was no longer happening. So that was example one. Um, not super exciting. Um, but example two, a little more exciting. Okay, I'm listening. So when I was 20, I started having really serious pains in um, my sort of abdomen region. Sure. Um, and I felt like I didn't know what it was. I just thought it was a stomach thing. Probably uh, muscles. Right? Yeah. yeah. Could have my big Probably abs grown in. Big abs grown in. Pop, 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 I'm like, oh, ow. there they are. <laughs> I was looking for you. <laughs> um, and, uh, and I kind of would like 
not deal with it for a while and kind of ignore it and as you as you should do of course to well, things definitely. that are very yeah, painful that's how, yeah that's how medicine works yeah um and then eventually i thought oh this is so unbearable i would like wake up in the middle of the night and like just i'd be sweating and i'd be on the floor and like almost like crying in pain it was bad bad pain never felt anything quite like it before this sounds terrible so i thought to myself yeah, just ignore it. <laughs> um, and it turns out that it was my gallbladder. And one time I had to finally go to the emergency room um, and, and have it examined and, and, and x-rays and um, uh, 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 what do they call it when they, the pregnant women, they do the uh, ultrasound. Ultrasound. Yeah. Ooh, man, turns out my gallbladder was not in good shape. Um, so two things um, from observations from, from emergency room. Emergency room visit one mm-hmm. sat in the emergency room lobby for quite a while. Yeah. Did not um, did not get uh, uh, taken care of for probably a few hours. Yeah. Um, which was fine because it was sure. just turns out it was probably just like seasonal allergies. Did they, did they ask you, did they say, hey, on a scale of 1 to 10, what's your pain level? Yeah, and I said, there's really no pain. I just had said, having oh, trouble, sorry, yeah, for having trouble breathing, but there's yeah. no pain. No big deal. Um, uh, second time, Oh boy, got in there real fast. Nice. Not a problem. Yeah, so I was in there and uh, the next day, 6 a.m., surgery and boom, n- no gallbladder. So the secret to uh, to fast service in the emergency room is to be in the most pain possible. Oh, and just really fucking go boy, for it. Boy, was I. Yeah. yeah I wasn't All even right. faking, man. It was, good it was rough. It was rough times. All right, so they removed your gallbladder. Yeah. How I'm do with- you urinate? Mm, fine. You don't have a bladder. <laughs> it's uh, it's different, right? So your bladder is the thing that helps you urinate. Your gallbladder nope. is another... It's the same thing as your bladder, which nope. helps you urinate. Nope. Different organ. Works with your liver to no, help filter out toxins. Right to me. No. Helps filter out toxins. Yeah, I don't think so. So here's what I'm I'll tell sorry, you. Filter out toxins, you say? Yeah. I'm suddenly actually interested in this. Yes. Helps yeah. you filter out toxins. Um, so for example, now when I have an alcoholic beverage, yeah, which I am... I'm very curious about this because I've seen you drink these before. Which I'm known to do now and again. Including right at literally at this moment. Mm, don't know. Um... It, it can cause additional issues. So um, as many of my friends know, you included, um, uh, I have trouble drinking alcoholic beverages in excess, uh, you know, or at times, not that you should, of course, um, but at times, <laughs> nice. <laughs> good yeah, save, nice right? Save. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag college. Um but, you know, uh, I get very, very hungover very easily at times. So it's a weird thing. And I, and I haven't quite figured it out. Right? There, I don't there's a delicate balance here that I don't really know, because now and then I can have, you know, five drinks in a night, have some water, wake up the next day feeling stellar. Nice. However, I can other days I will have one or two drinks after work. Have the same amount of water and wake up the next day feeling not so great. Well, you are a medical oddity, my it friend. It is rough. It you is have rough. Your own pedestal and Ripley's, believe it or not. I think I should have my own reality show. You're a real freak. Reality show, dude. About freaks. Yeah. Starring you. Sold. Done. Well, that sounds pretty terrible. <laughs> oh, it's not the best. Uh, what about you? Have you ever been to the emergency room? Way back in the year 1990. Remember that year, Ryan? Yeah. Pretty well, huh? The first Bush was president. <laughs> Probably. And there was a war later. about to start or had already started. Oh, I can't look recall. At you, look at you knowing something about general years-ish. Yeah. Okay. So That's um, all I got. <laughs> I was in first grade, right? And we were building a new house. And uh, In we, first grade, you were building a house. I wasn't personally building the house. Oh. I am not a handy person. Well, that's uh, made much less handy by the fact that I was about seven years old. And uh, we were, uh, my, so my, my parents 
were having a house built. Mm. And so we'd go out there a lot to check it out. And so the garage area for a long time was just gravel. Right. And they kept telling me, like, someday there will be cement here. And I thought, no, 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 these are rocks. <laughs> they don't they don't turn into cement. I'm no dummy. Well, that's fair. And yet one day we show up and guess what? Cement rocks. Total cement. Wow. Smooth cement. And I was very impressed by this. I was like, this is amazing. This is almost magic. Uh, and so uh, you decided to take a swim in it. Well, and it's like quicksand. But more hilarious. Well, you're not too far off, sort of, except it's solidified by now. Oh. It's dried by this point. I, should, I guess I should clarify. Oh, just wait. <laughs> so uh, we're there, and we're, we have this fun new garage floor, and we think we should definitely play on this. Seems like a great play space. Sure. You know? Yeah. Uh, so we looked around, and we thought, what could we play with? There were me and three other guys, and we thought, what could we play with? And you know what happened that same day? A refrigerator was delivered. So we had this big, empty refrigerator box. Now, when you are six or seven years old... That's a fort. That's a fort. Yeah. So we developed, we designed a new game. We were really pioneers in the uh, <laughs> gaming industry. Okay. And the game was this. Three of us would get into the... Crawl into the box on the garage floor, right? But the right. box... would crawl in. And we would be near the opening. And then the fourth person would grab the box and then basically upend it. Right. Okay. And yeah. so when you do that, the people in the box go tumbling down. Sure. Okay. Yeah. This is a very fun game. It sounds like something we did this for quite a while. <laughs> uh, until one time, um, we were in the box and I was inside the box with three, two other guys, and the other guy, you know, lifted it up and we went tumbling down. And a one of the other children, who was much bigger than me at the time, uh, landed on top of me, on top of my head, as I slammed it into the concrete floor. Ooh. Yo. Um, and it didn't feel great. I imagine not. No. So I when I was like very swimmy for a while and I couldn't see straight and I went inside and I said, Mom, I think uh, I don't feel so well. <laughs> and she said, you're fine. Well, naturally. <laughs> As yeah. moms do. She said, I think you're going to be great. And I, said, I really don't feel very well. She goes, no, go out and play. So I was like, all right, mom must know best. That's true. So I went back out and I played more, you know. Um, fast forward about six hours and I was not feeling well. We were out at dinner. And I got real nauseous, and I was like, "Mom, I, I don't feel, I don't feel good, I don't feel good." And I went and I threw up, mm. and I said, "Mom, I threw up, and I feel really dizzy." And she said, "Maybe we should go to the emergency room." And I was like, "Great idea." Turns out I had a concussion. Oh, I'd say, yeah. yeah. And they said, "Good thing you didn't uh, go home and go to bed because you might not have woken up." You know, that's that's something people say about concussions. And is that you know is that true? Is that like a thing, or is that just something people say? Because here's all I know. All right, that was told to me by a medical doctor. All right, but that was in 1990, and you know it's been a long time since then. Well, as we've already discuss in the 90s there was no such thing as medicine so <laughs> right, it's hard exactly. to say <laughs> I've, but i've heard that as well like it's just i i don't know because here here fun fun story did not go to the emergency room for this okay but it goes with the whole medical situation uh, i also had a concussion once in my life i was 17 years old and i was working as a photographer for, <laughs> sorry what you, know, you learn something new every day interesting i i mean it was just let me be clear it was this is not like a, a profession like i i happened to be one of the only 17 year olds with a decent digital camera huh. in you know whatever 2000 you know i worked as a photographer for three years as well like for what? For what? at Six Flags St. Louis, right, front right, gate right. photos. So here's what I'll hey, say. Hey, what are your picture taken? <laughs> boop, boop. That was Yo, you that annoying guy. Yeah, <laughs> sure was. Hated you. Um, so did everyone. This was uh, this was um, for, and I was doing photography for a pro wrestling organization at the time, a local pro wrestling organization. Oh, so not the WWF. <laughs> oh no, 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 uh, no, definitely not. Uh, local organization, and I was taking a photo, and there was another wrestler um, at the time, and he was uh, extremely intoxicated, and he <laughs> during like during. 
during the match. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and he um, was to take a chair and hit his opponent with the chair. Yeah, I've seen the wrestler starring we, Mickey Rourke. Sure. Now, what you have to understand is we were, this was at a bar, because uh, this is how these things work. <laughs> this is great. Yeah, and the chairs that they had at this bar were not your typical sort of metal folding chairs, which hurt. Sure. You know, there's no, I, like, yeah, faking I, yeah. it. It's a real deal thing. But this was a very solid, heavy-duty wood folding chair <laughs> wood uh not a lot of give to this thing and he went to go and hit his opponent um and i don't know what it, i still to this day don't actually know what happened but what i do know is that i got hit in the head full blast by this drunk sob with this wooden chair <laughs> in my head and it one broke my camera the lens on the camera broke from from the impact that son of a bitch and i fell to a knee and thought, okay. oh boy, that didn't feel great. <laughs> and then I got back up because I didn't really know what happened. And in the wrestling business, that's typically not something you would do if you are hit with a chair. You don't typically get right back up because that's called not selling the oh, fact right. that you were just hit in the head with a chair. <laughs> I'm sorry, were you wrestling? No. Okay. No. So. <laughs> but it was sort of frowned upon because, you know, I <laughs> didn't, but I didn't know what happened. They strive for realism. It's true. And I didn't know what happened. Um, and quite frankly, I. Probably should have been on the floor at that now, point. Did you get yelled at by the wrestler? Yes. For- <laughs> no, no, by the wrestler. He he, like yelled at me about something. I don't remember what he... I assume that's what it was about. I was out of it. Sure. Um. So I ended up having this huge knot on my head. <laughs> and um. I, I, I went home and I actually didn't... I didn't tell anyone what had happened. My parents at the time. And I was also 17 and that sort of thing. So... um. And I remember looking up a bunch of stuff on the internet, WebMD and that sort of thing, and and the feelings that I was having. And it was, it was, if it wasn't a concussion, it was something not great because <laughs> it was dizziness and it was feeling sick and it was, um, you know, uh, just excruciating pain. So you probably should have gone to the hospital. Oh, definitely. Hmm. Yeah. Um, anyway, long story short, I, I told the wrestling promoter about it. And he said, well, we'll take care of it and we'll get you a new camera and we'll, we'll handle all this. And I'm so sorry this happened. I'll call you Please back. Please don't tell anybody. <laughs> I'll call you back the, uh, on, uh, you know, on Monday and we'll, we'll make sure we get all sorted out. I have not heard from him <laughs> to this day. And that was about 15 years ago. <laughs> well, he's, he's still got time. And the statute of limitations on this sort of thing are, I think about 30 years. So he's got time. Yeah. Uh, so should have gone the to the, should have gone to the emergency room. Yeah. Did not. Did not. Okay. Well, okay. So I, that actually is uh, not only a great story, but um, a good reminder here that we're going to talk about um, how to stay out of the emergency room. However, if you should go to the emergency room, please do that. We're not saying to pull a Ryan and don't go if you should be going. Right. There are certainly times to go and times that maybe you should wait or go to urgent care or something else. Right? But yes. Sure. Yeah. yeah. If you need medical attention, please go find it. Um, so all this uh, this thought about emergency rooms got me thinking that uh, I wonder what some of the like the just the weirdest, dumbest, craziest things are that land people in the emergency rooms. And so later on in the show, we're going to talk to Mandy Zarnicki. Mm. She is a physician's assistant who has worked in emergency rooms uh, for many, many years now. And um, without breaking any HIPAA laws, I mean, no HIPAA violation. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Assu- I, don't, I assume. I don't know. Maybe. She's probably not going to name anyone, I assume. Probably right. <laughs> um, we're going to ask her about some of the uh, most... Just bananas things that she's seen in the emergency room. So that'll be fun. Excellent. Before we do that, though, uh, I want to talk about how to not go to the emergency room, right? And this is a real this is a, this is a real topic because I looked up some statistics. Ryan, do you know how many people live in the United States? Uh, three hundred million ish. That's like shockingly close. Thank you. It's weird. It's weird that you would. I do market. I do that. market research sometimes. Huh. 
occasionally. I can't wait till you start doing it for this podcast. Yeah, it's too much work. <laughs> <laughs> so there are about 323 million people in the U.S., All right. give or take. All right. My okay. second guess was 1,000, so that's pretty good. This, Yeah, you were cl- yeah. very close to first Woo. time. 323 million people. And according to um, the CDC, the Center for Disease Control, um, in 2016, there were 141.4 million visits to the emergency room. Oh, my God. Right, so <laughs> That's a lot of people. It's a lot. So, I mean, sure, I, I'm guessing that a lot of these are repeat visits. <laughs> <laughs> um, but think about, you know, if they're not, that's almost half the yeah. people going yeah. to the emergency room. Yeah, well room. over a third. Yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. there's a lot of visits um, to the emergency room. Wow. And um, of that 141.4 million, the number of visits that were related to injuries... So a lot of times it's like sickness or, you know, I'm not feel well because my heart's palpitating or sure. I'm dying, whatever. Uh, injury-related visits, 40 million. Wow. And there's a lot of people injuring themselves. So I do want to talk about how to maybe not injure yourself. And I'm, not I'm great yourself. at that. So let's let's do it. At not injuring yourself or injuring yourself? Not injuring myself. Oh, I'm very good at injuring myself. Oh. I have learned and I've come to grips with the fact that I am a floppy kind of person. <laughs> I just a flop flo- around. A floppy person. Yeah, I flop around a lot and that <laughs> results in a lot of injuries. All right. Yeah. Um, I can't recall the last time I've been injured in any kind of way that would result in in even a doctor visit, not even like a, like a like an emergency room visit. So What about like mild injuries? Like, I, oh God, that hurts. I mean, now and then I'll like look at my hand and be like, why am I bleeding? Huh. Um, but like, it's never like severe. Like, it's never like, oh my God, I need to st- stitches or something yeah mm-hmm. pretty good i mean right. I, you know basically an expert at it so let's do it all right now in addition one of the reasons that we should talk about why it's important to not go to the emergency room is not just because it's not good to hurt yourself oh that sucks that's, yeah it's a terrible thing but also according to these same stats from the cdc um 32.2 percent of people who visited the uh, emergency room were seen in fewer than 15 minutes which means that almost 70% of people took more than 15 minutes to get in to see even like a nurse or a yeah. PA or a doctor or someone. And if I'm going to the emergency room, I think it's probably an emergency. I don't think I want to wait more than 15 minutes. Right. So um, well, that's fair. Yeah. But, I mean, it goes back to what I mean when I had my sort of allergy situation, right? This was not a life or death situation. I was miserable. It was difficult for me to sort of function, but I wasn't dying. Now, it probably as wasn't. As far as you know. Well, I don't think so. It probably this wasn't. Was for medicine. <laughs> All right. It probably was an emergency room visit material, which is why I waited as long as I did. Um, but yeah, I I can't even imagine if I was in the, the gallbladder pain and then having to wait, oh, man. you know, half an hour, an hour or whatever the case may be. Oh, my God. I would imagine that. So pissed. Yep. So let's talk about how to just not ourselves into that uh into that position at all and so to do this to approach this topic i've um i've i i I researched a list of semi-common reasons that people go to the emergency room that maybe are just better avoided okay some of them are a little obvious some of them are somewhat surprising uh (laughs) first on the list this one you know okay sunburn right okay i know that a lot of people get sunburn I get sunburned sometimes, sure. right? But here's my thought on this. If you are getting so fucking sunburned that you have to go to the emergency room, you have done you have made some really bad life decisions. Oh god, yes. Right? Yeah. I mean, they make lotion to help with this. They make lotion. Yeah. Also, before you get to like the second degree burn stage, you probably notice that hey, I've got too much sun. I should go inside or under an umbrella or something. Yeah, maybe I wear a hat or, you know, uh, go hide somewhere. Yeah. yeah. So don't get 
so sunburned. They had to go. I, you know, but I, I don't even know what to say about this one because I feel like let's just be smarter. Yeah, I was gonna say this is this is like a stupid person situation. And, and apologies to any <laughs> apologies, listener. Apologies to all you stupid people out <laughs> if there. If you're listening and you've gone to the emergency room for a sunburn, yeah. Um, but you are just not intelligent, and yeah, that's and that's, that's probably true. Look, you know? wear some suntan lotion and just don't be out in the sun too long. Don't. Right. And this is why it's a bad idea to like drink in the beach. You know, oh, that's a great idea. Drinking at the beach. Well, it's very fun. So you don't, don't pass out. Don't drink to excess <laughs> yeah. at the beach. <laughs> don't pass out. Don't and pass then out get and because that yeah. becomes a major your problem um so be smarter about sunburn yeah that's good uh one that i found that i really enjoy something that sends people to the emergency room uh, more than you would expect hmm. being bad at yoga okay uh <laughs> <laughs> you ever done yoga ryan you ever practiced yoga <laughs> no i know i tell you this you know what <laughs> it's terrible oh yeah it is the worst i would rather run 18 marathons in a row than uh, go to one I mean, hour i've yoga. seen people doing yoga it's very hard it looks challenging and or painful and or um not something i'm interested in ever doing that is the right attitude to have because Excellent. sometimes when you practice yoga you end up in the emergency room <laughs> um so there are lots of reasons for this people doing like you know pulling muscles or you know stretching poorly sure or supporting themselves wrongly and you can like you can throw something you can rip something and tear something and that sends you to the emergency room yeah i mean that's a problem i believe that i mean listen i've i've I lift weights as, as much as I can. <laughs> okay, guys. All right, calm down. Don't, yeah. don't make me take you to the gun <laughs> show. Don't make you take you to the gun show, my friend. Just, I'll take so you there right now. Um, and now and then, like, I I will realize, like, oh, I have bad sort of posture right now. And now, like, you know, my neck is, like, cranked or something like that. So I can see how working out and, and doing something like that could lead to something yeah. much more serious. Sure. So <laughs> that can happen. Um Two is I heard a report the other day that actually a lot of twenty and thirty year old ish people are getting hip replacements, and Shut it's a up. huge thing because they're doing a lot of these exercises like CrossFit and yoga and things where they are putting their bodies through things that maybe they shouldn't be because yeah. maybe you don't have the build for that or maybe it's just too strenuous for you or whatever. And so there's like this huge spike in hip replacements for millennials. <sighs> I've so, been saying for years, working out's overrated. There's no need to do it. So just working chill. out is uh, is unhealthy. <laughs> and that's important to keep that's in mind. terrible. Wow. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, but <laughs> I read this story that I love about this girl who, and it's not funny, of course it happened to her, but <laughs> yeah. just stick with me here. Okay. So she was doing some yoga pose and she fell on her head and got a concussion. Mm-hmm. Big problem, right? I had to go to the emergency room. Gonna so, so, and then about a month later, she was showing her friends the move that she was. She was like reenacting the story for her friends. Oh, no. and went into the pose, <laughs> and once again lost balance and fell on her head. Got a second concussion. Had to go to the emergency room again. Uh, what a genius! Let's so, go, you know what? And and here and she's joining us now. Hello, are you there? Oh no, she's no, she's no, she's dead. She's dead. <laughs> so she couldn't make it today. She is she is unfortunately oh. died. So uh, you know, be careful, all you yogis. Oh boy. So um, just watch out for that. All right, fair enough. All right, uh, number three. Doing your own electrical work. Not a great idea. <laughs> I I know where this is going because I've heard a story in the past, not that long ago, in fact. Is that true? Yeah. And whose story was that? That was yours. Oh, that's true. All right. All right. <laughs> what do you got? Uh, I would say if you have electrical work that needs done at your place of residence, maybe hire a professional. Otherwise, <laughs> something terrible could happen. Such as? Such as I was going to undertake the very simple task of replacing my um, light and fan switch with a dimmer. Yeah. And uh, I went and I, I, I watched all the YouTube videos about it. It was going to, so I knew exactly what to do. I did turn off my fuse. I, I t- flipped the fuse. Sure. So, yeah. you know, very important. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
uh, and I replaced it, and then I flipped the fuse back on, and I went over, and I had to adjust the light to do, to turn it on, <laughs> and there was a loud pop. I got shocked all the way through my body. I got knocked back from the wall, and a little bitty fire started <laughs> in the out- in the outlet. Uh, now, fortunately, it was <laughs> not so bad that I had to go to the hospital, but um, I had to put the fire out. That wasn't fun. I did get electrocuted a little bit. That wasn't fun. Yep. Could have been a lot worse. So you know what? Did you end up hiring an electrician for that part? No, we just decided not to deal with it. No, it's just still the... <laughs> just put tape over it and say, you know, we don't need that light we anymore. Put, we got the, the yellow uh, do not cross tape and we put it all around the apartment and said, just don't go to that part of the room anymore. That's fair. <laughs> so, um, you know, so that's a, that's something to keep in mind. Nice. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite things that gets people into trouble in terms of hospital visits is selfies. And... Mm. It seems like every, at least like once a month or so, I hear this story about someone falling off a cliff or getting hit by a car or a train <laughs> or something because they're trying to take this really great selfie and they're not paying attention. And it's very sad when that happens. Well, but also, I mean, it's a little funny. And also, here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. Sometimes dumb people have to die. So the rest of Ooh, us... Ooh, Darwinism. Yes. And then we, the rest of us learn so from it. So they're doing us a really good service. Right. We think to ourselves, wow, at least we'll never do that and maybe we'll survive. We may do our own electric work and, <laughs> you know, who sure. knows? <laughs> Roll the dice. But at least we're not falling off a cliff. Well, I would normally agree with you, except... <laughs> if you uh, on Wikipedia, and maybe we'll put this in the show notes, you can find a list of that Wikipedia has compiled of selfie-related injuries and deaths, mm. and it is a very long list, <laughs> um, and includes such things as I'll find some from the United States. Uh, a 22-year-old Florida woman who accidentally shot her phone while taking a picture of herself for Snapchat while posing with a 40-caliber pistol. She <laughs> suffered minor injuries to the hand, the phone shattered huh. uh, and actually i was reading through these last night a lot of these are gun related like people taking selfies with guns <laughs> they think are not loaded and they are loaded fantastic so let's maybe throw that one in there too maybe don't play with guns that seems fair so we'll put this uh link to this wikipedia list um on the show notes but uh, just be you know what always be aware of your surroundings and be aware if you're holding a loaded weapon oh that's fair yeah, yeah. and if you get too so a lot you know falling off cliffs is a big thing with this too like I get that you want to post that perfect Instagram photo. Maybe don't get, if there's a sign that says, do not cross this line, don't cross it. Because yeah. it probably means that cliff is going to fall away. Yeah. If there's a sign that says, welcome to the Grand Canyon, maybe don't jump into the Grand Canyon taking a photo. Maybe not. Idiot. <laughs> uh, what else we got here? Oh, um, oh, this is a this is one of my absolute favorites Mm. maybe it's not always a good idea to put random things in random orifices Hmm. well i'm talking about ryan no i don't know you're talking about (laughs) uh talking about the ear sometimes the ear right i mean i like a good q-tip in the ear as much as anybody nice sometimes put it in too far guess what popped eardrum death well or deaf probably deaf (laughs) certainly deaf 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 deaf, deaf. probably not deaf but probably deaf probably deaf probably Mm. popped eardrum Mm. it's gonna be a hospital visit for sure so don't do that okay that is something that i meant uh also other orifices that you may have that maybe some things shouldn't um go into nose nose is one that's a popular one with kids for sure eyes oh eye socket i wouldn't put anything in that at all i don't don't, don't like people messing with my eyes i'll tell you that right now um so 
there I've, uh, I've run out i ran across this i don't think i would call it a phenomenon but i would call it um one doctor who was talking about this in an interview online <laughs> referred to something called ass goblins <laughs> and, okay and uh, according to this doctor the, the idea of the ass goblin is that people will come into the emergency room with a strange and unexpected item shoved very far up their asses huh. and then they will say I don't know how that got there. <laughs> he said they use that line much more than you would expect them to. And so, and my guess is, if you, if someone shoves something, or you, yeah, or yeah. you shoves yeah. something up your ass at all, much sure. less far enough to get it lodged there. Sure, I think you know what's going. You got on. a pretty good idea. I mean, how? I mean, um, so these ass goblins right. come and they come and they stick stuff up your ass while you're sleeping or not looking. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds very serious. Uh, so it's it it's got to be small enough that it's difficult to get out and right. I mean, small enough that you can get it in, right? But big enough that it's hard to get out and right. probably uh, oddly shaped enough. Okay, okay, that you can't get it out. So. Be smart with your anal play. All right, that's fair. It seems yeah. like uh, I mean, sound advice, right? I mean, be smart. Yeah, be yes, yes. yes. Be, I mean, I think that probably goes for everything we've talked about today. Oh, definitely. Just be just, just be smart. Just, just think about it. Just for a try second. a little. You yeah, know, try, try a little. <laughs> I talked a little bit more. Uh, and then <laughs> the other thing that I just oh, this is the most cringeworthy thing I've ever heard in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. A mutual friend of ours claims to know somebody. <laughs> you all right? Who? No, I'm not. I am not all right. Uh, took a, a thin glass tube uh-huh. and uh-huh. Uh, inserted it into his urethra, mm-hmm. ostensibly for sp- uh, pleasure. Uh, I question I mark. I guess um, uh, in a it was I think in a sexual manner. Okay, uh, shoved okay. it right up there. So that, of uh. course, you might think that sounds terrible. Sure and does. You would be right. <laughs> and then when it was up there. Guess what happened? Broke. Broke right off. Sure didn't, yeah. Broke right off, yeah. All right, all right. If you're going to stick things Mm. into your body, Mm. A, maybe a different hole would be better, and B... Don't use glass. Yeah, why? Don't use glass. What What is, what are you thinking? First of all, one, uh, no. Horrible idea. Just, 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 nothing goes in the urethra. I mean, you know. No. You know, it just doesn't. No, that's an out hole. (laughs) Oh, for sure. 100%. 100%. You could argue i guess the other side uh, but the the urethra is an it's a no-go um correct and uh uh why 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 use glass it just doesn't i cannot compute it doesn't matter where you're putting it mm. i'll be honest with you yeah. i don't even like to use glasses to drink out of i find it so <laughs> uh i'm so nervous that it's just gonna break and my hand is sure. just gonna be ruined because you know uh, as we've established you lift weights right and so. as and as a hand model i find it difficult um to get work mm-hmm. if my hands are all sure, carved up definitely. with glass yeah so. it makes sense yeah um so when you're gonna put stuff in your orifices you guys ooh, be careful be smart be careful yeah it's gonna be solid make sure it doesn't break <laughs> Not, not too, too big, small, not, not too, too small. small. <laughs> it's got to be, you know what? It's got to be the, yeah. got to be the, uh, the Goldilocks yeah. of insertable objects. Just, just, just the right, right size. Just, whew, boy, <laughs> good lord. Um, and the other, the other thing I come, this one does seem to be pretty popular too, is um, ulcers, which I think you know ulcers usually happen from stress, or like yeah. too much caffeine or whatever. Uh, yeah. I also read, I thought this was interesting. One big cause of ulcers: mm. too much soda. And we saw this report that came out. <laughs> Donald Trump must have 97 ulcers. <laughs> Does he, he 12 like Diet Cokes 12, a day. He drinks a 12-pack of Diet Coke 
a every day. single day. A, and I'm assuming we're talking about cans. Yeah, I, I don't. I hopefully not two liter two bottles. Liter, that, Twelve pack of two liters <laughs> every day. Uh, I mean, any Batman's insides are literally shreds. I got to tell you, I mean, I, I used to be addicted to to pop to the soda. Uh, so we call it soda. I call it pop. I'm uh, from Michigan. Uh, um, I've learned to call it soda. Being here now. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I, I used to be heavy on it. I, I could probably down a liter a day. Oof. But 12, <laughs> 12. 12 ounces, right? The cans are 12 that's ounces? That's a gross of ounces. Or are they eight ounces? But a, it doesn't, it doesn't even matter. Ounces. Yeah. That's a gross of ounces. That's 144 ounces of soda a day. Gigantic. Don't do that. No. And now I'm off it completely unless I'm mixing it with some sort of alcohol and, and then that seems also, fine. Don't get ulcers. Trying to be too stressed out. We have an episode for that somewhere in the archives. Go yeah, check it out. That's true. Uh, so these are all things that you should be aware of if you don't want to go to the emergency room in 2018. And I don't. Correct. Mm. Uh, now I think it's time to throw it over. So uh, I know you're not going to make it to the interview. I'm going to run down. I'm going to interview Mandy Zarnicky, ask her about some of the most insane things that she has seen in uh, her tenure in the emergency room. Make sure you tell her I said hello and that I, I miss her. Do you do you have you do you know have you met Mandy? No, but I miss her because I'm not on the show with her with the interview. Makes a lot of sense. Thank when you. you say it like that, makes total sense. Adult Harder is sponsored by Oats Overnight. I love Oats Overnight. You know what? Mm. I If you go to the hospital, yeah. they serve you terrible food. That's true. But if you bring your own Oats Overnight, that experience is going to be a lot better for you. I say, here's what I say. You ready what do you for say? this? I'm here's what I, I say. I think I am. I say, always have backup Oats Overnight, just ready to roll. Just in case. Just in case you have to sure. go to the emergency room. Because yeah. then you can just grab it before you go and then... You're at the hospital. I want to tell you, so, oh, this is great. So you can make two of them, right? One is for breakfast. Yeah. One is for like emergency breakfast. Okay. Yeah. And you can just leave it in there for a while because this is a true story. <laughs> so I made some oats overnight. Oh, boy. <laughs> so uh, I made some oats overnight for breakfast last week. And uh, I just, I woke up late and I forgot. And I was in a rush and yeah. I just went out the door without doing it, right? So I was in the, my refrigerator and then I went out of town. Okay. And I was in, <laughs> I was in New York for like four days. Hmm. Came back, right? Yeah. Looked in the fridge. Oats overnight, still there. Oh boy, looked looked fine. And yeah. I thought, I don't know the shelf life of oats overnight. Yeah, Aaron, hmm. you may know Aaron. I've heard of Beyonce. her. Beyonce. Yeah. Several days after that, so we're talking about a f- <laughs> almost a solid week now. I came home uh, from work one day and she said, "Hey, I tried the oats overnight." And I said, "Why? Why would you do that?" And she said, "Well, I was hungry." And I said, "Okay." And she tr- and she said, "You know what?" No problems. She only tried a little bit of it, yeah, just to test it. Yeah, she said it tasted great. Yeah, and it tasted so great. Yeah. The next day, yeah, she had even more. She finished the whole thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you had oats overnight that you left in your refrigerator for like a week, uh-huh. basically. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, we're not telling you to do that. However, apparently, <laughs> it's got a pretty good shelf life. So always have a backup oats overnight just in ready. In case you go to the emergency room. In case you go to that emergency room, it's and you know delicious. What? It's filling. You know what else you can do? What else? Go on their website, oatsovernight.com. Ooh, that's true. Use adult fifteen. Adult one five. Fifteen percent off your of literally order. any order mm-hmm. so great mm-hmm. go do it right now adult nope nope oatsovernight.com adult 15 save yourself some money and and be ready for that emergency room visit and you could just for weeks weeks mm. and weeks well okay weeks and weeks and weeks oh boy. i'm guessing six months Woo.
All right, I am here with Amanda Zarnicki, um, who spends quite a bit of her time in the ER as a professional. Mandy, thank you so much for, for joining the podcast. Thank you for asking me after I've had two glasses of slush. <laughs> That's the best time to ask people <laughs> to do anything. <laughs> um, so you, what is your, remind me, you're, you're a physician's assistant, correct? I am a physician assistant with no apostrophe S on the end. Oh, just physician assistant. Yes. I've gotten that wrong for years. I know. Okay. So do many others. <laughs> so that's not a doctor. Correct. Is that above a doctor? It is not above a doctor. We always practice alongside physicians in a um, very cooperative sort of clinical partnership. So we always practice under physician supervision and we're trained to uh, evaluate, diagnose, and treat many, many medical conditions. So if you go to an ER as a patient, you might have, someone might say, I'm going to have you see the PA and that would be you. That's that correct. Right? That's okay. Correct. Yes. So if someone says, I'm going to have you see a PA instead of a doctor, we shouldn't freak out about that. You should not freak out about that. Because you are a medical professional. That's right. We are licensed. <laughs> we are certified by the National Commission on Certification of Physician Assistants, and we have to repeat our boards every 10 years. Okay. And um, then you have to apply for your state licensure. So okay. there's a lot Sounds of Sounds on the up and up. And <laughs> yes. All right. So this week, Ryan and I are talking about how to stay out of the emergency room. So I want to ask for your tips on how to do that. But first, before we do, I bet... So how long have you worked in the ER? Uh, I started working May of 2008. So it's wow, going to be 10, 10 years. years in May. Okay, yes. that's great. So I bet you've seen some really weird shit. I in see, the <laughs> we see a lot of weird things to the point where it's not even weird for me anymore. And I have to, you know, I don't know, rely on other people's accounts of what we see at work <laughs> <laughs> to remember the crazy things that we can see at work, but that's why we're there. Okay, so I do want to ask you, I don't want to break any HIPAA rules. Right. Because that seems like a, the wrong thing to do. That's wrong, yes. Um, so you probably, you can't tell us like specific cases, I think, right? No. Nope. Definitely yeah. not names and phone numbers. Speaking generalities. <laughs> so right. generally speaking, before we get to your tips, um, what are some things that you see in the emergency room a lot that just, you know, maybe when you first started off, you would have thought you'd never see in your life, but then you mm -hmm. started working there and you're like, wow, this actually happens a lot. People are surprising I think um, I think probably more so than anything, the su most surprising is just the personalities that you see in the various personalities. You see just a bit of all kinds of different people um, in behaviors and things like that. So, and I mean, there's a different, I guess, line of thought that I have. When you're studying in school, you study all these medical things and you think, okay, these are the big interesting things that you'll probably never see in your career. And it's surprising how many times, how frequently you see those things. But you're trained to... Um, kind of have your antennae up and and pick those things up if they come across your plate. I had something that just last week, and so you you discover that your training is uh, valuable um, when you start to see things that come across your plate, and they kind of there's a red flag that comes up in your mind. And so I guess there are things that could surprise the general populace that I see in the ER, but there are also things that surprise medically trained people that you know. I would guess if you're surprising medically trained professionals, that's probably a pretty big surprise. Are you, you know, able to give us any examples? There are certain types of infections and things that you might come across that you used to see. Oh, like chicken. I don't know. This is kind of a bad example, but chicken pox is like chicken pox is actually rare to see anymore because of the chicken pox vaccines, the varicella vaccines okay. that are out now. So it's interesting to us when we see a case of like real chicken pox come up, even though when we were kids... People had chicken pox parties and they were sending their kids over. To <laughs> so, no, that's just one weird example. But, I mean, there are other um, pretty serious things like neurologic disorders and things like that that you might get an inkling of, hey, I think this might be what's going on with this patient. Um, sometimes you can't confirm those tests in the emergency department. They need more confirmatory testing outpatient. 
Um, but catching other life-threatening things, like with airway, you know, certain infections like epiglottitis or something like that. that it sounds like a real thing. Pertonsor abscess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I know what Ludwig's that is. Angina, I know all these words. Yep. <laughs> which are severe uh, complications from dental infections and things like that. So Ugh. just things so that you're trained to look for and think about that don't usually usually come across your plate, but you're always thinking in the back of your mind, hey, I don't want to miss this. And okay. so every once in a while, they'll they'll creep across your plate. Yeah. All right. So what percentage would you say of people who come to the emergency room are like some sort of illness or infection and how many are an accident? Like, oh, I drilled my hand or, you know, like that sort of like self-inflicted accident, I guess. Do you see a lot of that? We see a ton of that. (laughs) There's a lot of accidental. Yeah, people that are otherwise healthy. It depends on where you work because I've worked in three very different emergency departments in my career just in eight, what is it, nine and a half years. Uh, So, you know. I would say accidents are more likely depending on what area you're living in or if you're working with like a younger population, you're going to see more trauma-related cases. Whereas if you're working in um, the area of St. Louis that I'm working in, we're seeing a lot of elderly and aging population. And so there's a lot more like, you know, just disease, chronic disease, diabetes, heart disease, those kind of things and all the complications that come along with those. So it's more illness, but we still see plenty of trauma as well. And so... Has anyone ever come into your ER with a power tool oh, inserted yeah. into their body somehow? Um, I am sure that I have <laughs> seen tools through body parts. Um, I mean, people run drills through their hands. I mean, table saws are huge. I see table saws, injuries to the hands all the time. That's why I don't use them. I would <laughs> definitely not be trusted with one. Um, what's another one? Oh, hedge trimmers. That's Ooh. that's a very common one. Yeah. So in the summertime, spring and summer, we start to see hedge trimmer <laughs> injuries, and they're always nasty and difficult to repair because they don't make nice clean cuts, obviously. Right. Um, so this is getting into, I think, some good... Now we're segueing into ways to not go to the ER. Okay. Like, be careful with power tools. Yes. Seems like a good a piece of advice. Of, oh, box cutters, people. Box cutters, Ooh. like use safety. Like you're gonna, if you're using box cutters, you're gonna go in a direction that's away from you. Don't pull up toward your face. That's a or good one. Toward your finger, toward your body. You want to like use them in direction where you're like applying the force away from you. <laughs> Have you had any thing. instances with anything like that, box cutters or any sort of like tool-based injury where something happened that you couldn't repair, like a some missing, yeah, so you know, people, oh can't. yeah, sure. They People amputate their fingers all the time. And we have, I mean, we have plastics available that we can call or hand specialists available. And a lot of times... When you say plastics, you mean plastic surgeons? Yes. Okay. Uh, and a lot of times they'll give us some advice over the phone. Oh, you know, we'd recommend XYZ or yes, I agree. You can go ahead and clean it up, close it up as you can. Have them follow up in the office. A lot of times it's pendant, tendon repairs, you know, like we can do tests to kind of see examination wise if we're suspicious for a tendon laceration or sometimes you can see it when you're looking at the person's injury. And so as long as you splint it appropriately, have them follow up with the appropriate um, specialist outpatient who can do further repair, then usually you're fine. But yes, people cut through those all the time. Okay. So (laughs) what else? So aside from using tools in a smarter fashion, Mm -hmm. um, what else can people do to stay out of the ER? What are some other things that you see that you just wish people would not do? I mean, one thing that comes to mind is uh, ladders. People need to be really careful with ladders, especially elderly people. You know, if, if you have parents who are aging, maybe like 70s, 80s, especially a lot of the populations on blood thinning medications these days. So they still go about their usual daily activities, not thinking too much about it. So they might climb a ladder to clean out their gutters and then they fall from five or six feet in the air. And that's a big deal because all of a sudden you can have internal bleeding, multiple fractures. You can break your back, you can break your neck. Um, 
head bleeds, you know. Head, the head bleeds Basically bleed, badly anyway, stroke. right? So yes, if you yes. were on blood thinners, I'm sure it's... Right. So you yeah. can get lacerations that bleed a lot, but you can also get internal okay. bleeding. All right. So we'll be careful on ladders. Yeah. Especially, it's we're wrapping up the holiday season here. Mm-hmm. That's sound advice for taking yes. down those Christmas lights. lights. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, what else am I... Oh, gosh. Working on cars, you know, like make sure... I don't know. Maybe pay someone professional to work on your car <laughs> instead of using a jack that's going to fail and then run over something of you Ugh. that belongs to you. Seems right. Um, what are some other things that I've seen? Oh, I Ryan and I talked about um, maybe not doing your own electrical work because mm. I have tried to do my own electrical work before. Yes. Got a, a bit of a shock and started a small fire. Yes. Um, could have Inter- been a lot worse. <laughs> Interestingly, I haven't seen that many electrical injuries come in. Huh. It's kind of interesting that you mentioned that. Yeah. Maybe people usually pay the professionals. <laughs> Maybe that. people are smarter than I am usually. Maybe a few, like a handful we've come, I've come across. But um, Oh, car accidents all the time. Seatbelts, seatbelts, you know. Like, of course, you should wear your seatbelt. I don't understand why people no, don't you wear seatbelts. you should not not wear your seatbelt because it's going to injure you worse if you're in an accident. That's ridiculous. You should probably try to stay within your car if your car's rolling over in an accident. Yeah. That's a good idea. I think I would rather take a severe chest bruise yes. over uh, being thrown out the windshield. Yes. We see a lot of pediatric patients at our facility and one other thing that's a good reminder is to keep medications and things you don't want your children getting into out of their reach because they will get into something when i see i know a lot of new parents they kind of you know kind of i don't know if complain is the right word but they will comment about how they're mm-hmm. you know oh taking all these safety measures and i'm locking my toilet seat and i'm locking all my drawers and it's hard for me like it's a hassle for me to have to do this uh, but it does seem like if you don't do that there's a very high risk that children will get into yes. stuff right so it's not a bad idea to <laughs> just try to decrease the risk of that happening i understand that when you can't put your kid in a bubble but also you want to try to remove the things that are true danger to them you know button batteries are huge especially at during the holiday times and toys that use button batteries those can do a lot of damage if they're swallowed by a child exactly fit like perfectly down the esophagus right yeah yeah. well yeah they can swallow it and then those can actually um, cause damage to your gi tract and that can be life-threatening okay so and you know there's a lot of I've seen many swallowed foreign bodies over the years, so you just want to be careful <laughs> uh, what your kids are getting into. Um, do you see a lot of people come through the ER from drug overdoses? Unfortunately, we see that, yes, very frequently these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's another one of those things that seems like it should be kind of a no-brainer, but maybe, I don't know, do you have any words of additional wisdom for people who maybe um, know that those dangers exist but still partake in dangerous ways yeah i would just say you know if just don't get started in the first place because i think people end up chasing that first high that they got and it tends to be a very very vicious cycle and it doesn't only if it's not just you it affects your whole family affects your friends i mean we have people whose friends come in so upset because they weren't they found them and they weren't breathing because they just took a little too much heroin that last time or you know choose your opiate of choice um and with the opiate um, drug abuse, you know, like prescription abuse, narcotic abuse. That's been going on. That's a big, hot topic in medicine right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is it is serious. All right. Well, let's end on something of a... I don't want to say a higher note because that's not what this is going to be. But one of the <laughs> other things that uh, Ryan and I researched was um, the cases where people will show up at the hospital with things inserted into their anus and say, I don't know how that got there. That's weird. <laughs> you see, ever see any of that? Yes. Can you talk about the strangest <laughs> thing you've ever seen inserted in someone's anus? Oh, I don't know. I've heard stories, and it's not me personally, but certainly like drug paraphernalia. 
has tendency, you know, like they'll hide (laughs) things really quickly because the police are coming and the police will bring them in to see if they're medically fit for going to jail. And you find out you're doing exams on certain areas that I'm looking for things. So, so is it your job to retrieve those items? Mm, I suppose it would be if it was there. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds Sometimes you choose imaging first because you don't know if you're going to find a needle or like you don't want to injure yourself. Yeah. You know, so (laughs) (laughs) unfortunately people make choices that are threatening to their own well-being to try to get out of situations and And then they affect other people like you (laughs) yes they can well thank you so much for joining us um thanks for having me we're gonna hope real hard that all our listeners please stay out of the emergency room please be smart this year and just but if you have to come we're happy to have you because let's face it that's why i have a job that's true (laughs) (laughs) and we're you know your emergency room providers are well trained to provide care to the people that need it Right. Can't stress that enough. If you do need to go to the hospital, please do go to the hospital. Yes. Yes. Uh, Well, thank you so much. And um, happy new year. Happy new year. Best thing to come out of this episode today, Ryan? Know what it is? What's that? Ass goblins. Mm, yes, indeed. Big fan. <laughs> so good. <laughs> um, so I don't know. Have you had a chance to listen to Mandy's interview yet? No. You, why, you, why not? Well, it's just that uh, you haven't given it to me. <laughs> oh, that's You're true. You're a terrible, terrible host. Well, that's certainly true. <laughs> well, uh, man, this year is sure off to a great start, huh? So far, so good. You been to the hospital yet? Not yet. Me neither. Yeah. We're doing all right. Whew. Uh, if you're feeling good about this year, you could feel good about helping us this year. <laughs> That's a transition. Yeah. Uh, go like our stuff on social media. We're at Adult Harder Show and all the things. But also, maybe more importantly, mm-hmm. tell people that you think would like this show. Go tell them to give it a listen. Yeah. You know what? If everyone who listens to this show got five people to listen to this show, we would just have like more than five times more listeners. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. That's true. And then we could retire. It would be great. Oh, that sounds so good. good. You know what else they could do to help out? What's that? Buy some merchandise in oh, the old shop. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to have some new things coming up here in the new year. So that's exciting stuff. Um, yeah, just, you know, just just do some stuff to, to help us do, do better. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I guess we'll just see you next week. <laughs> Empire Media.